Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham and another game that we were going to talk about, which we're now not talking about, and COVID is what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I put preview on the slide, which was uh, incorrect, should have been a review, but we're not playing the game, so technically it is a preview. Um, yeah, two great guests, uh, Chris from uh, Leicester Till I Die uh, stream. How are you doing, Chris? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Thanks mate. so much for coming on. Uh, no problem, my pleasure. And uh, just a quick plug for yourself. It's on the description anyway, but where can people find your stream? Yeah, on Twitter, at Leicester TID, or if you're watching on, watching on YouTube, it's Leicester Till I Die TV. Excellent. And uh, Tommy, Tommy Talks Ball. How you doing, Tommy? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me once again, Chris. Uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, disappointed. Obviously, very, very disappointed with yesterday's news. It actually happened before my just before my stream. We found out. <laughs> so uh, another game, yet another game postponed. But um, yeah. no, we have to. We have to. We have to look ahead. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. The Liverpool game does go ahead. But mm -hmm. I say that. Yeah, I say that only because Van Dyke's injured. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. It's, it just seems like so long since we played. Since like so so long since yeah. we played. But uh, thanks for having me, Chris. Oh, no problem. You're always welcome. And uh, uh, it's in the description. But Tommy talks ball your YouTube channel. Where can people find that? Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tommy talks ball or TTB. Some people call me now. Uh, I'm doing. Uh, I've done a preview. Well, it was supposed to be a preview with you yesterday, as, as, as we know, it got cancelled just before. So it wasn't a preview. It was just talking about Arsenal for like two hours. Anyway, um, but later on today, I'm going to have a. I was going to have a Liverpool preview, but I'm just going to do some sort of like transfer transfer stream, something to do with some of the rumours got flying around with Spurs ins and out. So I'll probably do that a little bit later on. Um, so yeah, yeah, jump onto Tommy Talk Sport and subscribe if you haven't. A big, uh, big great. Both those channels are in the description, uh, both the uh, Twitter handles and YouTube links. So make sure you go over there. Uh, for this stream, make sure you hit the like. Make sure you subscribe. All helps the channel grow. Uh, Wayne Bonner's in the chat. How you doing, Wayne? always on the Spurs uh, 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 streams. Uh, so thanks as always, Wayne. And just a quick message before we go to Bob Spur. Prayers for Bob Spur to get uh, better again. He's uh, still in a bad way. Uh, Kim as well, who's uh, been superb throughout it all. Uh, Brian Daigle is back in the UK now. He's so back. that'll be... He I think so, too. so that will provide a huge boost to them and hopefully uh, when he goes to visit Bob, that will create a boost for Bob as well. And uh, yeah, uh, wishing him all the best. Um. But yeah, when we come on to this. So, uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Do we need a two-week break, like or, or a week break, like Thomas Frank is saying? Because it seems every day another club has COVID outbreak. There's always the uh, the, the talk of uh, is it actually COVID, or are they saying that to meet their own needs? I know uh, you mentioned off air Jurgen Klopp has said he doesn't think they need a break. That's because they're flying. But uh, what do you think? Do we need a break or? You know, as, as fans, I think, yes, we do. But when do the fans ever matter when it comes to football? <laughs> our needs and our wants are sort of really, in, probably not even in the top 10 of uh, of their, their thoughts. I mean, half the, half the games are off anyway. Um, mm. it, it's ridiculous. I mean, from a fan's point of view, health, first of all, health-wise, you, you, you know, you need all these passports and things to get into clubs and and, and wear masks and whatever. But you know, as you said before, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand of you are allowed to go and mingle in a football ground <laughs> and, and possibly catch it. Um, technically, I suppose it's outside, but it's, it's not the point. And I, I just think let the fans sort of, you know, it, it is bad. We know it's bad. We, we we keep being told it's bad. Christmas, we don't know whether that's going to go ahead or that's going to be on hold. So the best thing is just cancel it for two weeks, give it a break, and then um, and then the fans know where they stand as well. You know, mm. do you set off for a game? I mean, how late was our game called off? That was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I felt I felt for you guys because you were travelling up. You know, we'd both asked for the game to be cancelled. No, it wasn't allowed. Had we been Man United, of course, it might have been different. But, you know, how many of you, your guys had set off to come to the match? And yeah. it's just messing people about. But, you know, the FA and Sky and BT don't seem to be bothered about us. No, it's, it's always the case. The big companies don't really care. We're just numbers to them. But, uh, yeah. Tommy, what, what do you think about a two-week break or a week break? I know you want the Liverpool game to go ahead <laughs> purely from a Spurs point of view because Van Dyke's injured and we've got a chance of beating them. But in terms of a health point of view... 
yeah, what do you think should happen? Because it, you know, Pep, Pep's apparently now got an un, uh, unconfirmed PCR test. He's waiting for that, so he could very well be positive. But apparently, their game's going ahead. Uh, we're three games behind uh, most of the teams anyway. Probably four if this Liverpool game doesn't go ahead, and others do. So, I mean, it's just a bit of a mess. But w- what would you do if you're in the FA's position, Premier League's position? Well, what I would have done would have would have been at the start of the season. I think it's a little bit too late now. Uh, as I said, there should have been the winter break. This season is in in um, just this season alone. We don't know where where COVID is going to be next year, but this season alone certainly the, the winter break had to be there. You know, um, because now this was the festive period is to boast as many games in a short space of time to get the TV companies in to get the, to, to to generate the money. Now the money is all over the place. There is. We've messed about with people. We've messed about with the fans. Uh, this was always going to happen. Something like this was always going to happen this Christmas. So they should have, they should have had the, the the winter break to start with. They probably should have had more players registered, so you could register twenty eight players, maybe thirty players instead of the twenty five. Uh, teams can afford it. Let's face it, teams can afford it. We we made six hundred grand a week wages over the summer. We we got rid of eight hundred and fifty k wages and only spent two hundred and fifty k. So we we made six hundred k a week wages like nearly £3 million a month, so we could afford to get another few players in for depth had we had the 28, had the limit gone to 28. Little things like that should have been taken into account. Now, it's just a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. You know, half the games have been called off. Should we? Should should the other half be, be called off? Yes, they should. Yes, they should. But in a completely selfish uh, way of looking at things, the fact that we've already lost the Burnley game, and that wasn't COVID, nothing to do with COVID, but it looks like we're going to be kicked out of the Conference League. Uh, and that was COVID. Uh, we, we've we've had more games postponed than anyone else. So for that reason, I want the Liverpool game to go go ahead. I want to see Spurs play a game of football. Uh, but this should have been done. This should have been sorted out before the season started. It really should have. Yeah, I mean, in terms of us being kicked out, Chris, I, I know uh, you're in in the Conference League now. So obviously, we could have played you uh, at some point later down the road. But um, in terms of us being kicked out, it's almost like you're being punished for having COVID. Which is completely the wrong message, right? Because you're you're then it's then going to go to the kind of public who are advised to work from home if they can, but will go well. You know, it's better to be in the office. It's better to do this. Better to do that. And, and just the completely wrong message. This whole thing is a horrible, horrible situation. And the FA, uh, FA, UEFA, Premier League, and and all of those are almost punishing teams <laughs> for having COVID. It's just an absolutely ridiculous situation. They're punishing the fans. It's always the fans that suffer, you know. Mm. I mean, as a, I mean, I, I, I remember at the start of the uh, the season, you know, you a lot of Tottenham fans didn't even want to be in the conference, but you're in it. You want to go and watch your team play. You probably want, you know, it would be great to have a trophy, um, but it's the fans that are getting punished, not the clubs. You know, it's us. We can't go and see our team. We can't see our team win games. Hopefully, win trophies. And it, it always seems to be the fans that suffer. And yet, you know, when you look at what's happened, um, you know, with the ESL and everything, the, the fans showed you guys from the, you know, the, the so-called big six. You showed what it, what fan power was. And yet, how soon has it been forgotten? Hmm. Yeah, I, just... I, mean, I was, I was looking forward. I was probably looking forward to a Leicester Tottenham final. To be honest with you, I mean, first of all, I should say I don't agree with us being in the Conference League because I think if you'd fail in one competition, you should. I mean, I've always said if you fail in the Champions League, you shouldn't automatically drop down into the Europa League. So I have to therefore have the same opinion of failing mm. in the Europa League. We shouldn't automatically drop into the Conference League. But it did what it is. But wouldn't it have been great in the inaugural season to have a Leicester Tottenham final in that? Mm. And that's the big one, isn't it? Because it's an inaugural season. It may, it lifts yeah. it. It lifts the prestige, yes, it doesn't does. it? So there was yeah. prestige attached to it this season. And Roma are yeah. there, and uh, they've got yeah. an ex-manager of ours. So it was uh, yeah. there was uh, yeah there, there were a few things going for it. There were, but I do agree, Chris. I don't think you should drop out. You you should finish no. third in the Champions League and then go into Europa League. I don't like that. I think it's uh, no. I, I don't like that. There's a poor it's mentality not, to have. Last season, Man United nearly won the Europa League. They were a penalty kick away from possibly winning the Europa League. So they they failed. They were not good enough. And they weren't even champions. Let's be honest with you. The Champions League title and everything <laughs> is crap anyway. But they failed at Man United. Uh, sorry, they failed in the Champions League. 
but they nearly won the Europa League. And it's just not fair. No. Mm. Yeah, it's just a ridiculous situation. It's obviously teams dropping down because it obviously lifts the prestige of the lesser cup because you've got better teams and, and teams who were in a better TV money as well, in. obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tommy, with, with, with this whole COVID situation, uh, Liverpool could very well go ahead. Obviously, there'll be fans there. Do, do you think they'll stick to the rules now in the in the COVID passes? Because I went to the Norwich game and I uh, showed the COVID pass. I may as well have just showed a Reading Festival ticket. It looked like you didn't recognise it. Yep. Yeah. We get emails saying you have to have one with you. And now you get an email saying... Uh, uh, we had a questionnaire so you agreed to not go if you've got COVID symptoms or whatever and have a pass with you. But again, it, it creates the impression that COVID is not that much of a problem because these places where you allow 60,000 people in just don't care. So do you think they'll change that? or, or and, and do you think that will uh, influence the Premier League to let games go ahead? Or do you think it will just be the same? Just, uh, just show the ticket, that's fine. I, I don't know if you've been to the... Uh, any games? I haven't. Or... I haven't had a situation like that in terms of a football match, or, or well, any event. To be honest with you, with the whole COVID thing, um, but it's gonna. It is just gonna be like a, you're just gonna have a quick look. If there's sixty thousand people and, and and some of the people not getting paid a lot of money to to, to go around and do this and help people out, they're not gonna. They're not really gonna care, are they? Um, and it was the same with hotels and stuff like that. It's like they have to ask the question. Are you here for business or leisure? But you have to say you have to say business, but are they going to check anything? Like we just have to ask that question, and nobody really cares. Yeah. Nobody nobody gives a toss. So it's just uh, so I don't think I don't think there's uh, there's going to be anything there. To be honest, they might make it slightly stricter, but I don't even know how they're going to go about and do that. If I'm perfectly honest, can I just say on that one? I actually, um, we were in, when we were in the Community Shield, I went down to Wembley. I was supposed to make sure we were double vaxxed. I went with my son and his girlfriend. They had to go out and get the extra vaccinations before the game. Got to Wembley, and this was after all that the trouble with the Euro final. They didn't ask to see a card at all. They didn't ask for any proof. I had a, I had a bag with me. They opened the bag and just looked in it. Well, I had a sweatshirt on the top. Underneath that, I could have had anything. They didn't. They just looked in, yeah, that's fine. And I was through. Now, I could have, like... I'd, I could have gone into that game with a bomb in my bag and, <laughs> and, and no no injections or, or, or as it was, I was fully fully vac I was double vaccinated, but they didn't know that. They didn't ask no. for it. So what's the point of saying to the fans, you know, all this sort of, you know, I've got people in my group saying, well, what, what do we have to do to go and watch Leicester Tottenham? What do we have to do? And you feel like saying, it doesn't matter. They probably won't check it anyway. Yeah, I, I, it's just absolutely ridiculous, I thought that, because certainly with Spurs, I don't know what it's like with Leicester, but the, the, the card goes into your Apple or Android wallet, which is exactly the same place that your Spurs ticket goes, so it's in the same bloody place. You don't need to like show your phone and then show your actual physical wallet, so I don't understand why it's different. I, I went to a gig not that long ago, obviously the capacity was a lot, lot less, but you weren't allowed in until they checked you had a COVID pass or, or, or equivalent. I don't understand why football doesn't. It's I just guess, absolutely I guess the, the bit worried, I guess, you know, with what happened with the Liverpool Forest game where everybody was trying to get in at the last minute. But, after, you know, after 9-11, everybody was told they had to check in for flights an extra hour earlier. So you just say to the fans, you've got to come and, and be in your seat by this time and check in earlier. Mm. Um, you do it. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> but then they'd have time to check everything. There'd be no last-minute rush. You know, you, you know you've got to be in by a set time. And then and that's the thing, Chris. It's these little things that they need to. They they should have looked at before the season started. There's yeah. enough money yeah. in the Premier League to have these things going through people's heads and to to put in these to to, to add in these to the rules regulations. Uh, and there's so many things you can do, but it's just like it's too late. It's just everything's mm. just too late. It's um, it's uh reactive rather than proactive yeah it should be yeah. there should have been some proactivity but it's just it's just reactive reactive now yeah. we, are the games going to go ahead are they not it's just it's like a raffle it's like a raffle yeah well it's it, you're totally right it's reactive it's exactly the same as number 10 you know that idiot in charge in, of the country allegedly getting quite political they aren't we uh Bottles oh, I can't stand the guy. Only 14 minutes. But... I wasn't allowed to see my brother last <laughs> Christmas while he was drinking drinking uh, wine and eating cheese. Absolutely ridiculous. But all that says, exactly the same as uh, these football clubs not checking things, it said, you know, 
how important are the rules if the rule makers aren't even abiding by them and just yeah, laughing yeah. at you? And, and the football clubs don't seem to be bothered when you've got 60,000 in an enclosed space. Yeah, it's in outdoors, but it doesn't really make a difference. You, but, you uh, get to the point where you do say, well, I mean, I, I'm getting a little bit political. I, I actually quite like Boris, but now I can't stand him. Mm. Now, would I vote for him again? No, because I don't think anybody, and as I say, it's always the little people, the fans, whatever, that suffer. It should not be one rule for them, one rule for us. And I was just looking down the BBC website now, and I've got you've got um, Pat Nevin saying um, he, he doesn't believe unvaccinated players should carry on playing. Um, the clubs are meeting on Monday apparently to discuss it. Um, and then you've got an ex-Man City defender saying clubs have the infrastructure to limit COVID spread. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else said madness to carry on Premier League football. Uh, and that's just, oh, yeah, that, that's three yeah. different opinions. Get together. You didn't bugger all else. Get together and come up with, with an answer. Yeah, whoever, like, that, whoever the moron is who said the clubs have got the infrastructure, that's fine. But uh, your paying fan doesn't when they go on a train to get to the game or stay Can't in a hotel. It was former Manchester City defender. Oh, God, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Nedo Moana Oana. Oh, yeah, he's a young English guy, isn't he? But, oh, absolute moron for saying that. It's just, yeah. yeah. But it's need what to, Wayne Bonner says here. Need to money. Money. I think it might be on yeah. It's exactly like yeah. what Wayne yeah. says here. Money over rules and health. And it's just yep. sad, sad state of affairs. But, I mean, Tommy, at this moment in time, Liverpool is going ahead. Do you think it will go ahead? And if it does, how do you see that going? Being that we haven't played and trained for, well, we've been training but haven't played for a fair while now. It's a, it's a tricky one because we don't know what this this variant. Apparently, the symptoms are very very tiny. They're very very tiny. Yeah, it's like I mean, a heavy cold, I read. Yeah, I mean that's what I had when I had the COVID. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt. I didn't feel that bad at all. A few oh, tingling pains. In the legs, yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks back, a few tingling pains wow. in the legs. Couldn't taste, couldn't taste, if, couldn't taste some food for the first mm. week or so. But it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad at all, to be honest with you. And a lot of people are getting the same, uh, having that same, uh, uh, the same symptoms. They're not, they're nowhere near as aggressive as, as say, if you caught it a year and a half ago. Obviously, the vaccine helps with that. But, the, but uh, uh, the reason I mention this is because the players can recover. The players will recover quicker. Mm. They will still be there. The fitness will still be decent. It won't be. Great. Obviously, if you come off COVID, it won't be there. But um, even if you're 70, 80 percent fit, you can still play. You can still play football. The problem with Spurs is that we're playing the worst team, the worst team you want to possibly come <laughs> up against. If you, in terms of pressing, uh, all guns blazing, they're just on top of you. Like Klopp's teams, you might. I don't like Klopp, but uh, his teams are on top on top of you. They suffocate you. So it's literally the worst team you could play in this situation. But do you know what? We haven't got any other long-term injuries. The only one we have is Romero. And this is what's been so annoying. This is what has been so annoying. Over the last the games that have been postponed, we've only had one injury, actual injury. Whereas Brighton had eight or nine players out when that got postponed. Leicester last night had three centre-backs out. We know Fofana was injured in the, in, in the summer, but then obviously Soyonchu and Evans. Uh, that would have helped us. <laughs> Van Dijk, obviously, <laughs> for Liverpool. So all these things. Um, and Tarkowski for Burnley as well. I know it wasn't COVID-related. But it's uh, yeah, it's just it's not been good for Spurs. We re we really don't have injuries yet. We're not playing no. games. It's, uh, it's tricky. I've got a funny feeling it will go ahead. I have got a funny. What well, I woke up today, last night I went to sleep. I thought nah, and then I woke up today. I'm thinking, do you know it might because we've had so many games. Postponed. How do you see Levy it going? Push it. Levy just pushes, 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 and you just. How do you see it going happen. if it does? Because I I can see a lot of fans not turning up because uh, we're not going. I share a season ticket. It's not my game, but uh, the guy whose uh, game it is doesn't want to risk it. I can see a lot of people doing that. But how do you see it going if it if it does go ahead? Obviously, Van Dyke's out. We've got players lacking fitness against a team who press constantly. Uh, well, I was hoping that Kane would score a brace or a hat trick against no centre back Leicester last night. It could have opened the floodgates for him. Mate, mate he, but, um... he would have done that if we'd had ten centre backs. <laughs> what do you make of Vestergaard? I just, I, I did want to get this question in there. What do you make of Vestergaard? There you go. I don't need well, to speak no more. Speak well, no first more. of all, it's interesting about Liverpool because we've actually got them next week in the quarterfinal of the Carling Cup. So. Wonderful. 
you know, that, that's interesting. <laughs> Vestergaard, uh, pull a chair up, guys, put your feet up, uh, get comfy. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I feel sorry for him in a way. I mean, the guy has come in. We, we got Bertrand on a free from Southampton. We wouldn't have bought Vestergaard had Fafana not got injured, say got injured, if he wasn't mown down by a Spanish pre-season friendly uh, in, a, in, a, in a disgusting tackle. But at least the club reacted quickly. We needed another defender because Fafana was injured. We'd got, you know, we'd had to retire. We couldn't afford Tarkovsky. He'd have been 30 million. We couldn't afford that when we weren't, you know, hadn't put the money aside for that because we didn't think we'd need another one. So we went out and got Vestergaard. So we'd got two players from Southampton who we had both we had scored nine goals against a couple of seasons ago. So that kind of makes you think, hmm. In fairness to Bertrand, Bertrand, he did get sent off after seven odd minutes. So he got really involved. But he's come in and he's come into um, a club where our defence isn't settled because of the injuries we've got. And then Evans is in and out. And Soyuncu wasn't on the best of form uh, coming back from the Euros. And in he, he came into a very unsettled defensive lineup. And then he got injured as well. Now, you know, he's a big defender. He's a big guy. I know Brendan was interested in him uh, even before all this happened. Uh, we'd been linked with him before. He, he hasn't yet, con should we put it politely and say, convinced the Leicester fans. <laughs> he's worth it's the just not. Million. He's not the ball playing centre back that Fafana is. Put it that way. Is well, he? I mean, no, he's... no, he's not at all. Um, I mean, Fafana's amazing. I mean, the, you know, we bought that guy thinking we'd shove him in the development squad for a couple of seasons, but because of the injuries we had, he went straight into the the first team and has been amazing. Totally amazing. Uh, the problem is, and James Justin as well, he's the other major injury. Oh, he's outstanding. I loved him last season. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely yeah. outstanding last season. Brilliant. But as Leicester fans, a lot of Leicester fans are thinking that when those two come back, everything will be normal. But it's going to take them a time to get, you know, it's going to, when they come back, it's going to take them three or four games minimum yeah. to get really yeah. back up to match fitness and playing and used to it. But the Vestergaard, it, for me, the jury's still out. Uh, another question for you, Chris. Uh, 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 while you're talking about your players, Jay Ashraf, how you doing, buddy? What do you think of Daco? He's a player that we were linked with. I've got, I've got a West Ham friend who does some scouting and picked him out as a player to watch a few years before you got in. But uh, what do you think do you of know what? Um for, for, for get Four goals in one game against a European uh, Europa League competitor. The guy is going to be Jamie Vardy's successor. Um, I think we'll see a slow... I mean, we keep saying this is going to be Vardy's last season, this is going to be Vardy's last season, and he's still there second in the golden boot standings. <laughs> but, you know, he, he will come a time... I mean, can you imagine, as as, as Tottenham defenders, you know, you, you've been you've been battered, say, for the game by Dakar, and then he goes off, and with 10 minutes, 15 minutes to go, you think, oh, thank God for that. And Jamie Vardy wanders on the pitch. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I thought his role was going to be. That's yeah, what I thought his role I was going to be this will. season. I think it will. Not necessarily this season now, but I think it will It will end up that. I mean, he's, he, he, you know, he stopped playing for England to give more time uh, and game time for Leicester. But Dakar, what an amazing buy. I mean, mm. you know, he's fairly cheap as well, wasn't he? Sorry? It was fairly cheap as well, wasn't it? In, 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 like in this climate, in this climate, about 20 million, 25. In yeah. this climate, that's cheap, isn't it? And he's I mean, 21, 21, is he? He's yeah, fairly young. I isn't never he? thought I would be sat here talking about Leicester City saying a player that was sort of, you know, 15, 20 million was cheap. <laughs> you know, I have, to, <laughs> I, have to, I have to pinch myself when I say that sort of thing, you know. Um, but he, he would be amazing. And you know, we know we 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 kind of as Leicester fans got used to the fact that we go out, we scout these players, we we, we get them in a couple of seasons, and one of the so-called bigger clubs come in for them. Fafana's being linked with Chelsea now, but you know we we accept that's what it is. And if we can bring a player like Maguire in for nineteen million and sell him for eighty, it's not bad business. No. 
I mean, in, t in terms of business, Tommy, we we've obviously got games in hand, possibly a fourth in hand, which it possibly helps us. Uh, Mr. Spurs was saying this on uh, your show yesterday, it, and, and Colin as well, I think. It's nearing January, so it's like it, there's a very good chance that we're not playing another game until January, at which point, hopefully, Conte will get some players in and players out that he wants. So we end up skipping four games, or however many games it is, with the players that he de doesn't necessarily want, and we end up playing them with players that he does want. So it, it goes back, Mr. Spurs was saying it again on your channel, that, uh, uh, and I'm sure we'll come to this on here, that, uh, you know, <laughs> managers who either want the, the, the postponement or don't, it's all to do with their own motives and how their team are playing. Jurgen Klopp doesn't want it to end because they're on, they're absolutely flying. It kills the momentum. Brentford have huge injuries, so they do. But, I mean, it kind of has to suit us, even though... Covid and and it's a dangerous thing. So for me, anyway, the Premier League has to stop. But it is helping us, right? Being that we're going to be playing those games when hopefully Conte brings in some players that he wants. That's the, even though we'll have big problem. It depends what this war chest is going to be made of. If there even mm. is a war chest uh, for mm. when the January window opens, it does. No, that's one of the benefits. I think we've all come to the conclusion as Spurs fans. You know, we've got more time for for um, Conte to put his philosophy in, the way he wants to play, into the current players, to find out who are the who are the good players, the ones he wants to keep and, and potentially sell in January. But the best <laughs> the best uh, barometer for that is actual playing games, playing Premier League games, mm -hmm. seeing what they do on the pitch for 90 minutes. And we're not going to get that. We're going to lose. We've lost four of those already. So there are, there are I suppose there are benefits there are, there are, there are, there are negatives as well. Um, I, 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 I do think it's more, I, I would have liked to play the game. So I think Conte would have got a better, uh, as I said, barometer of who, who he wants to keep and who he wants to sell. But that is, I suppose that is, that's a benefit. Uh, hopefully we're given a big watch. A lot of rumours coming out now that uh, <laughs> Leafy yeah, won't because we haven't had the injuries. We haven't had the injuries. We haven't had the games to have the injuries due to fatigue. So um, Levy's like, oh, the depth is there. The depth's okay. I don't need to give you too much money next month. And that would be a nightmare. That would be a nightmare because as we well yeah. know, losing to Murrah uh, and Vitesse because the depth is just non-existent. How can you lose to Murrah? I mean, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. A team of our, uh, a team of our uh, standing to lose to Murrah. No, nobody knew Murrah existed this time last season. If you tell me otherwise... Um, I would uh, yeah, I strongly disagree, put it that way. Uh, we didn't know yeah, the club I'm... existed. And, uh, our, well, our depth, we were 2-1 up against them before Harry came on in the first game. And we, we only we won 5-1 because he, we got Son and Kane on in the second half. And then we lost. And we lost to Vitesse. So this, this depth's not good enough. And if this somehow overshadows the fact that we need reinforcements in January, which it could well do, because we're not getting injuries down to fatigue, then it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. A, it, a lot of this season and future seasons come down to this January. What we do, this window is massive. It's absolutely massive. We've got Paratici, we've got the director of football. People keep banging on about. We've got a, one of the best managers on the planet. We've got a bit of money, apparently. So this, this January is very, very important, but it's so weird now. There's so many different variables with, mm -hmm. with the postponements. Uh, but as I said, I'm going to try and... Yeah, I'm gonna try and look at the transfers in more depth. It's gonna be tricky. And start that tonight, where it's gonna to be, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. Well, I would love to be a fly on the wall first of January if uh, Levy and Conte are in the office and Levy says you've got enough squad depth. I'd love that. Uh, it would be like Mike Bassett at halftime in the Mexico game where it's just a beat machine. Um I can't believe that there's not gonna be any transfer budget because that would be one of the conditions I'm sure that Conte would have placed on on stuff and the fact that Moura Vitesse he's played the uh, second string if you like I can't believe that Conte is going yeah 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 just give them game time and they'll they'll be okay but I mean in terms of us Chris uh, uh, potentially benefiting us with um, uh, January uh, you've obviously got some injuries um but you have been struggling this season. Uh, two fifth-place finishes and now, uh, I don't know where you are, tenth maybe. But uh, you're very inconsistent. Do you, do, you put that down to yeah. Yeah, do you put that down to injuries or is there something else there that's uh, happening for those to happen, do you think? No, I mean, and you can't put it down to injuries because, as I say, last season we had more in, we had the worse injury situation than this at one point, although Klopp will argue otherwise, but Leicester had more injuries than any other team. You know, we, we played Christian Fuchs in defence 
and he played more games last season than they had in the previous three seasons put together <laughs> because we were that desperate for defenders. So I didn't it, know he's still it, alive, I, to be honest. I didn't know he's well, still alive. Yeah, he's playing in America now. He's still playing, bless him. <laughs> but I, no, I, I can't blame injuries at all because, like I say, it was worse last season. A couple of things. I think you could argue that maybe for the last two seasons we've been punching above our weight. There's, there's that argument. Um, the other argument, of course, is that there was no Arsenal, no Spurs seriously challenging for those top four or five positions. Um, and you, both yourself and Arsenal have gone back this season. And I honestly think there's more teams that have kind of caught us up. I mean, last season, West Ham were a surprise last season. And I thought they'd go back to relegation battle this season. Shows what I know. But well, they're, really... they're, they're, their bubble, no pun intended, seems to be bursting at the moment. They're, they're losing yeah. a few games where they weren't uh, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. And and I think I, I hated myself because, and no disrespect to you guys, I did end up sounding a bit like an Arsenal Spurs fan. You know, like, <laughs> because we finished fifth, therefore we should be finishing fifth. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we definitely had that after the Pochettino uh, yeah. title yeah. runs. I think you do it's fans. You know, as good as you do as fans, our expectation goes up. Um, and I just think it's a kind of a season. You know, we've, we've had such a good few years. You know, obviously we won the Premier League, but last, you know, Europe two seasons running, for, not from winning the cup, but from where we finished, finishing fifth, an FA Cup, an English Super Cup forward slash. Charity Shield. It's been a great few years, and it, you've got to sometimes say, "Well, hang on, maybe this season isn't our season." But you know, I think where we were battling for the fourth, fifth, sixth position, you've got yourselves, you've got Arsenal, you've got West Ham, you know, Wolves and uh, and Brighton. So I just think there's again more teams battling for that that sort of area of the table that we that we were holding last season. Yeah, and another question for you from Jay Ashraf, a bit of a, a sarcastic one. Are, are you clued up on the Europa Conference League like your manager, Rogers? Uh, we'll just say I don't really know anything about it. With all due respect, that's a lie. He knows about it. He knows about it. He's just yeah. saying that for the disappointment of going out of the. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a, it was a soundbite after we got knocked out by by Napoli. Um, whether we, I mean, I'm sure he does. I'm sure. I'm sure the. Uh, uh, our group it was a tough group it was the, you know they called it the group of death but you know it was a tough group you'd got teams in there that had been in the Champions League before Spartak Moscow even Warsaw and actually it was a tough one on going into that last you know on the previous game we'd gone from bottom to top in one game that's how tight the group was it was a bit like that group F in the World Cup you know on the last day anybody could have actually qualified in some form or another so that the club had to be ready for possibly not qualifying so yes they would have known um uh, and then it was just a, it was just a throwaway remark that obviously he, he probably shouldn't have said but uh yeah you know. yeah i mean you must be looking to win it now right being that the conference league i mean regardless of where you are in the league and everything like that you're still a, a good team and on your day You've got Vardy, you've got Adaka, you've got Madison if he gets fit again. Do you know what? Yes, I mean, you know, you've got to take this, say, the fact that it was a tough group and, you know, we, we, it is a season maybe where we are struggling. But as we were talking about earlier, it, you know, if we be, if we win it, if we win the Conference League, we would be the inaugural winners. And that's yeah. going to be a quiz. That's going to be a quiz question. It's <laughs> ten years. Who won the inaugural <laughs> Conference League? But and I get why. I get. I I, I banter with the uh, with 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 the with the bigger fans and from the bigger clubs. Uh, you know, you probably don't want to be in it. For me, and it's weird because Naples, who knocked us out, actually have got Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Napoli got, and and a lot of our fans, were saying, oh God, we could have had Barcelona, and the chances are Barcelona would have knocked us out. We're now playing Randers or somebody from Denmark, and I know your guys with Nora, you can't take these teams too easily, but you would think we've got a better chance of progressing. 
and uh, yeah, coming back to Spurs, Tommy, and uh, I haven't got the league table with me, but we're three games behind most of the teams. And uh, I mean, it won't happen that we play all of those games and then catch up. But and, and this definitely won't happen. You know how positive I am. But this is tongue in cheek. I'm warning you. If we won all of those three games and played them before anyone else played, seven points off the lead. Yeah, that won't no, happen. There's no, there's no title run coming. So uh, before you put in the comments, you're delusional. <laughs> forget about that. But what that does mean is that seven points off the lead, you are banging that top four race. Obviously, we're not going to play all of those three games when no one else plays any and catch up. But we have got, you know, you obviously want to be in front because you've got the points on the board. But there is an element of it. Sometimes it's easier to play catch up than being in the lead and trying to keep the lead. Um, but do you think we're in a top four race this season? Obviously, it's kind of difficult to tell we don't know when we're going to be playing again. Uh, and our next, our first game potentially of those ones to catch up is at home to Liverpool. But there's still points there to be won. And, and we'd be banging in, in, in the middle of that top four if we won all of those three. But what, what do you think in terms of a top four race? And uh... I mean, looking at points, I mean, mathematically, without a shadow of a doubt, we're in a top four race. We're, what, three games in hand, looking at the table now, three games in hand to Arsenal, four points behind them. And we've got mm -hmm. to play Arsenal in January. We've got to play Arsenal. Yeah. That's a six-pointer there. That's a six-pointer there. So we could go we could go five, six points clear of Arsenal easy this time next this time next month. And we know how um, we know how uh, inconsistent Arsenal are. One minute they're, they're winning 2-0, 3-0, uh, then they're losing to Everton 2-1 with a Damari Gray goal Everton can't get a point from anywhere. So they're so uh, they're very, very inconsistent. And if they're the team that are currently in fourth, then yeah, we are in the top four race. Do I think we're going to get it? No chance. But um, really? just, I just, I look at the team and I think, I just can't see it. I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening. So, so I, I feel like Man United, I feel Man United will really improve under Rangnick. So, so is that think. because you've got in your head that there is no money to spend so that the chances of us improving in January are, might improve slightly, but not enough? I think we'll get one. I think we'll probably get one, maybe two players, maybe maybe two players in. Uh, the biggest problem is getting rid of the players. That's the biggest. You've only got a twenty-five man squad, so you've got to move the players on. Nobody wants the Indombeles, the Lacelsos, really, and the and the Delialis. If we can find clubs for the players, get get anything for them, get anything for them. This is the problem. Problem with Levy. He wants. He wants. He probably still wants twenty, thirty million pounds for Deli Ali. You have to take five, ten million. If you have to take that, so be it. Make space in the squad. Five million is broken even on Deli Ali. So I don't understand why he's wanting the. But 20, I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't like this. I don't like this broke even argument, and I don't like this. Harry Kane, if you sell Harry Kane, you've made a profit. If you sell him for 1p, you've made a profit. That's because he costs nothing. But they don't cost enough. Time is money. So you're spending six yeah, years yeah, with this yeah. player in your squad. He's in and around your squad. Six years. Uh, that's money. That's money. 100 grand a week, signing on. For, I mean, that's £5 million a year. That's £30 million. £35 million Deli Ali's cost over five or six years. That's, that's just financial figures. And the time, the, the time that he spends in the team could have been used for, for another young player who could have grown in that time. But Ali is not. Ali is not. His, his, his value is, uh, is depreciated. And um, so I don't care about profit. This is not bargain hunt for me. Look, we need to it get rid of him because we need to get rid of him. But that's what he needs to stop now. That's Now he's got Conte. Yeah. That must have been, you said there, was a, uh, there must have been some sort of a agreement in principle in terms of yeah. signings. And there has to be in terms of getting rid of players as well. You've got to take less. For these players to move them on, mm. that has to be part of the, the agreement, or we're not going to get players in. It's going to be impossible. But that's that was always one of the keys to get the not die. Die is okay now. We'll get rid of him in the future. But Deli Ali, 10, 15 million pounds in Dombele, let him go out on loan. You know, mm. just just move these players on was key. And even if we do that, I still think the the best we can do is get two players in. I don't think it will be enough because I think Man United are just too strong. Varane, Ronaldo, I think they'll come good under Rangnick. I just feel like they're too strong. Mm. And uh, you've got Cavani's been injured all season. I think once you get Cavani fit, that boy's a real, real player on the shoulder of defenders with Ronaldo next to him when they're fit. Uh, yeah, Man United worry me. And West Ham, West Ham, like Chris said, a lot of people doubted West Ham this season, but they've shown they've got depth as well. People question their depth because they haven't played in Europe, um, but they've got depth. They, they strode in the Europa League uh, group stages against a team we know 
quite well. <laughs> Zagreb, they, they played them twice, didn't they? Knocked us out <laughs> with their manager in prison last season. Jeez. Oh, just, just looking at our last year in the Champions League, it's quite it's beyond depressing, isn't it? It's beyond depressing looking at our, our European run in the last six months or so. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I just feel like West Ham have got a stronger squad too. I really do. I feel, I feel Man United and West Ham all the way will, will finish above us. But are we in the race? Absolutely we are. Mathematically, we're in it. And it's nearly halfway through the season, 17 games. I know we're not yeah, in it halfway because <laughs> we've only played 14. But that just goes without saying. We've got games in hand and we're still there or thereabouts. So mathematically, we're still there. Do I believe we can get into the top four? I think top six would be great. If we got into the top six this season, I think we'd have done a really good job, to be honest with you. I think with Conte there, top four is a real possibility. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure that we're going to get some players in. But like you say, it's uh, get the players out. And if someone comes in for them and it's not a ridiculous offer like 10p, just get rid of them. Um, do you think Vlahovic, do, 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 is there any, do you think like we're going to spend 50 million? Like there's a 50, 60 million signing coming uh, in January? I mean, possibly. But you know me that Vlahovic would be brilliant, but... It, we need a creative player in midfield for me. Yeah, we, we're desperate for that. And and I, if we could only have one player, Vlahovic would be amazing. I know a lot of people, Spurs fans, are desperate for Vlahovic, and they will be angry if we don't get him. But for me, if we don't get a creative midfielder, uh, yeah, it's a. I'll be furious because we've been crying out for that. How, however long did Ericsson leave? Two, three years ago, we've been crying out ever since. Now we've got our striker, one of the best in the world playing that position rather than being a striker. Um, yeah, it's interesting yeah, no, you mentioned Man true. United as well, because Kim put a message in the group saying that uh, Bob had said Man United will get even worse under Ragnick. But it's, it's interesting to see what happens with them. But uh, Chris, in terms of top four, you're not out of it, I don't think, you know. It's you know, the thing is... But and who, who do you think are top four contenders? And do you think with a good January transfer window and, and injury free and injury luck, you could make a, a claim for that towards the end of the season? Yeah, the funny thing is, we've, we've last couple of seasons we've done well. We've started really well and then trailed off, as you know, at the end. Yeah. Um, and this season, it's almost the other way around. But as bad as a season we've had, and, you know, we say, you know, we're not where we were, you know, we were top four or, you know, most of last season, etc. I mean, you know, we're on 22 points. And we're not miles away. Mm. You know, we, we we could still, if we win a couple of games, like you say, I know I turn our points on the on the board, but if we win a couple of games at yourself and, and Everton that have been cancelled, that's going to give us um, 28. We're going to be up there fourth, fifth sort of thing. We obviously depending on results. So, you know, it's not just us that have had a bad season. You know, it, it's quite <laughs> it's quite nice that our bad season has coincided with everybody else being beaten by everybody else. And yeah. you know, we, so you look at some of the results this season, and it's been like, say, anybody can beat anybody. I mean, I I had Chelsea down to win it this season. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to lie with you. But Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea—they're going to be the three, and it is going to be a battle for the fourth. Mm. Um, are you guys in it? I think you are. I think you've finally got a decent manager. And I think you've got a manager that's not going to be a, a, a yes man. Um, you've got this director of football in so he can, you know, he can deal with him rather than, than Levy. And I don't think Conti would have come if he hadn't got certain guarantees about yeah, transfer money and doing what he wanted to do. I don't think he's a sort of manager that would come in and, and, and not have control over everything. Uh, and I think he's a great signing for you. And I think it's, in a way, it's quite good that he came when he came because he could be more sort of, you need me. He's done mm -hmm. you a favour coming to you more than you've given him a job sort of thing. So you, you're not out of it. Uh, Arsenal, I don't know, you know, you don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up one week to the next, do you? <laughs> um, and, and West Ham, yeah. Uh, if they can keep Antonio fit, there's no reason why they wouldn't be up there. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned a brilliant manager that we've got there. Obviously, uh, Tommy, I'll come to you first. Uh, we were linked to Brendan Rodgers. Well, we were linked to every single manager under the sun, weren't we, yeah. the last year? But Brendan Rodgers was one that was heavily linked. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to say he should be fired. Or obviously, no manager should be fired. But uh, Spurs obviously have the Spursy tag because we bottle things, whereas Leicester have had two fifth-place finishes after being in fourth. Under Brendan Rodgers, what do you think of him? And, and, and yeah, 
I'll come to Chris afterwards, uh, obviously his manager, but what do you think of Brendan Rodgers? And would you have been happy if he had come to Tottenham? Obviously, we've got Conte now, so now would be a no. But at the time, before we were linked with Conte, we were linked with Rodgers. Would you have been happy with him coming? And uh, what do you think of him at, at Leicester? He's never someone that was on top of my on top of the pile in terms of manager. It's because he's been around for too long. Maybe he's carrying a little bit too much baggage. That, that's that's the problem because he's been at Swansea, Chelsea, mm. uh, obviously uh, Reading, Liverpool, Celtic, Celtic as well, Reading. Um, little bit uh, south, uh, a little bit north of his years, I should say. A little bit north of his years. I felt like. And not successful, not winning titles doing so. Obviously, Conte is no spring chicken, but he's winning titles. He's won five of his last seven league titles as a club manager. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, Rogers was never at the top of my hit list. And I don't think he would... Why would you want to come? You just won the FA Cup with Leicester. You know, you're in and around the top four. They're very unlucky not to get into the top four the last two seasons, the previous two seasons. Very, very unfortunate. As Chris said, they dropped off uh, the last two seasons and it's the opposite this season. Um, but I, I think Leicester be crazy, absolutely crazy to get rid of Rodgers. He wasn't mm. one of the guys. I think the so moment, as but well. I think he's a perfect fit. I think he's a perfect fit for uh, Leicester, and he can certainly get him back into the top. Leicester can be in the top four easily. I had a feeling when I saw the Fofana injury injury at the start of the season. I thought, oh, they're going to be. It's going to be tricky. It, it could be the opposite of the last two seasons where they start off poorly and then they come good towards the end i still think that could happen so when i was talking about the top four i didn't even mention leicester but they will be they will be there or thereabouts they will be there or there. they won't be more than six points away from the top four leicester i don't think so so there are a lot of teams fighting for that spot there are a lot of teams fighting for that spot but uh, in terms of rogers i never I, i'll be honest with you it's never someone that crossed my mind in terms of spurs manager either either in me wanting him or there being a reality of us getting him in, in the journey in, in, in the window i'm not sure there were links with man united weren't there recently there were links with him going to man united maybe in the summer but i, I, I don't know been linked that. with <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah i don't know about that i think newcastle barcelona yeah, Barcelona. Yes, a few were linked to Barcelona, weren't they? I couldn't yeah. believe some of the managers linked with Barcelona. It's ridiculous. But well, yeah. I can't believe Co Coleman had the job for as long as he did, to be perfectly honest. I mean, sat mm. by Everton. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, Rogers, uh, Rogers, Rogers will stay with Leicester. I think it's just a perfect fit. I think it's a perfect fit. Mm. What, what do you think about him, Chris? Obviously, he's won you a couple of cups, if uh, Community Shield and FA Cup. Uh, he obviously plays attractive football. I think that's probably why he was linked with Spurs because we played absolute dross under Nuno and Jose and uh, Brendan Rodgers is a complete opposite side of that deck. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think of him in, in his tenure so far at Leicester? And are you a fan of his? I'm you know, I, I'm I'm like every other football fan. I'm, I'm as fickle as they come. <laughs> we beat Newcastle four 0 The sun shines out his ass. You know, we, we lose. And I said I want to change, but he's he struggled this season, and not just because of injuries. We just haven't had a settled formation. <laughs> he doesn't seem to know what his best starting eleven are. But the injuries injuries haven't helped. When he first came to Leicester, I must admit I thought he's come to Leicester to rebuild his. Um, his reputation, uh, his reputation in, in the Premier League. I mean, he'd done it in Scotland, uh, but you know, one, you know, any of us three could have won something with Celtic. Stevie Wonder, <laughs> Stevie Wonder could be winning Scottish League titles with Celtic over the last four or five years. Yeah, I mean, there was, for, for most of those, there was no Rangers weren't even in the same league. So, like I say, we we could have done it, but you know, he came. Um, we'd had Prell who were bringing the youngsters through, you've got to give him credit for that, but it wasn't the most exciting football. But I didn't think he'd be with us, and I don't think you're going to get another Wenger, another Ferguson that were at clubs for 20 plus years. I don't, I think those times have gone, mm. and I thought he'd be with us maybe five seasons max, and then he'll get he will get poached by a bigger club. But he has got this relationship. I think you saw after the FA Cup final, you know, the relationship he has with the owners, well, the, all, the, all the club has with the owners, is amazing. And yes, we'll, we'll sack people. We, we're not afraid to sack managers. We look at Claudio, who won us the league. Six months later, we sacked him. So we're not afraid to do that. But, you know, he's, he's turned down publicly. He turned down yourselves. He's, he's come out and said no to Newcastle. He's come out and said no to Man United. 
with Leicester, our players are going to get looked at by bigger clubs. Our manager's going to get looked at by bigger clubs. But the one problem that you had, I think, with a lot of managers is Daniel Levy. It's mm. not, do I want to manage Tottenham? It's, can I work <laughs> under Daniel Levy? Um, so, and so, so, and I just... He, 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 we've got to stick with him. I will come out and moan after a game this season and, and call him and, and go mad for his tactics and what have you. It's what us football fans do. It's what, it's what it is the description of being a fan. Um, do I want him to go? No. You know, if, if, I, if, I, if I leave it a couple of days after a bad result and I take off my blue-tinted spectacles, no, I don't want him to go. And I think it's a long-term project he's got with us. Um, and you've got to remember with Leicester, let's say this season we get knocked out the um, the Conference League, we don't win any, any cup and we finish about seventh, eighth in, in, in the Premier League. For Leicester, that still isn't a bad season. Mm. You know, for a Tottenham, for a Man United, for an Arsenal, that would be not, <laughs> not a good season for you. But for Leicester, that still, you know, the fact that we're seventh or eighth in the Premier League, Still isn't a bad season. Yes, we want to win things, of course we do. But you know, it's just you know we, we we we've got to keep him as long as we can, and he seems happy with us. Yeah, and and football's ever changing, isn't it? It wasn't that long ago that for Spurs fans we were awful. Four games in, one draw, three wins, completely different uh, complexion. Like you say, when games get going again, if you win three out of three, you're, you're right back in that top four yeah. race, and then it's uh, you know. All again, but in terms of January, uh, do you think you need players in? And if so, which ones do you need? Possibly a defender if, if the injuries are serious to Fafana and, and Vestergaard, like you say, maybe not up to scratch. But who would you like to moment, see coming? We're not sure who's out at the moment with COVID and who's out short term <laughs> with injuries. Evans is a worry because he, he is of an age now. He's great when he's playing, he's got that experience, he's been there, seen he got the t shirt, but. He is very injury prone. If you get, I mean, Fafana should be back hopefully January. Um, Justin could be back January as well. Now, if those two players come back, no, we don't need any more defenders. But we know it's going to take a few, like I say, you know, three or four games. So they might not be, you know, match fit, perfectly playing like they used to until maybe February. But can we afford to go and? Buy an extra defender? No, because we're going to end up with a team full of defenders soon. The one position <laughs> I want somebody is um, on the right wing. Uh, we've never really replaced Mares. Um, we've got, got all Brighton, Brighton in it, all Brighton yeah. and Barnes on the left. Gray, maybe. No, he's at Everton, isn't he? He's at Everton now. Yeah, don't, uh, <laughs> Mister. I can't be asked. Grey. Um, <laughs> Barnes is on the other. Barnes is on the other side. We had Gazelle, who was another Algerian. Who, to be quite honest with you, I think he was one that we must have watched on video because he was bloody useless. Um, we had under in under in last season. Um, wasn't. Wasn't good. We'd got him on loan, thankfully, and he started off really, really well. And we kept calling for him to be played, and he was rubbish. Got to be honest with you. Uh, at the end, Luckman came in. I wouldn't mind signing Luckman. It looks like he's got the potential, and he's young, and he did well at Fulham. Fulham, he was going to be their their player of the season until he got injured. Um, but that is the position that we are most concerned about. And in terms of Spurs, Tommy, uh, who do we have to get Whether we do, whether we don't, who do we have to get in for you? Prowse. JWP. We need Ward Prowse. We need a deep line, deep line centre mid that can release the wing-backs. That's, that's the key now. Because the, the, we've never played with wing-backs like this. It's just ridiculous. You've got Reggie out on, on, on the far post in open play. And, and Emerson on the other side uh, from from wing backs uh, as wing backs. So we need to we need a, a centre mid that can release the wing backs. Skip's very good. Hoybier is very good, but they haven't got that passing mm. range. I don't think they've got that passing range. So um, yeah, we need a centre mid to compete. And it with that, like saying that, that might mean that we'd have to drop Hoybier, which is difficult. You'd have to drop one of them because you can only play two centre mids really. Um, 
So, uh, yes, uh, War Prowse all the way. War Prowse, sorry. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, just before we go, I mean, kind of ran out. Don't you leave me ringing you, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, we uh, we've concluded a yeah. deal. We've uh, initiated thirty million pounds for War Prowse. Hi, Tommy. Do you want to be a fly on the wall when I tell Antonio Conte he's not getting any money? Um, he's got to get something, as as you say, as you say, the Chris's, the two Chris's. Uh, you wouldn't assign. You wouldn't assign if he if he wasn't uh, proposed some sort of money, unless he's here for the money. Unless Conte's here for the money, unless he's a mercenary, which is why, which is. Haunts me. It haunts me, but that's the only way. That's the I only. I don't think he is though. He doesn't way. strike me as that sort of no, manager. Exactly. No. Exactly. But it's, it can be the only conclusion. If he comes, we don't spend money, uh, and he's on 350, 400 grand a week. Then you've got to say maybe he's a bit of a mercenary. It's the only way, reason you'd want to work with Daniel Levy. Nobody wants to work with Daniel Levy. <laughs> but do you not think this is true of a lot of clubs though? It's like if you go to Watford, you know you're not going to be there long. Yeah, mm. Chelsea, you could, you know, you win a European Cup and you, 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 you're sacked. You know, managers these days, I think that they, they earn more off the severance pays than they do off the, you know, if they go to these clubs, you know, they could go to Tottenham and go, yeah, I'll work with Daniel Levy for a couple of years, maybe, maybe a year, he'll sack me and I'll get a big payoff. I don't think Conti is like that, but. No, I don't. I think, I uh, think Jose was certainly a mercenary towards the end. Definitely. When you see him on the Paddy Power adverts and the bloody shampoo things, you know he's a mercenary. Uh, he's when we, lost a is... we lost a Leipzig. I was watching it in the pub. The adverts come on and the first one is, I'm special, Paddy Power. Just lost three. <laughs> <bloody hell. laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's when you know. That's when you know. That, those adverts were there before we, before we actually signed the contract mm. and you just knew things were... Not not going to head into a good direction for Spurs with Mourinho. So I don't think Conte is that mercenary. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm simply saying if we if we if there's no war chest and he's and he's happy to carry on without signing players, then it must you'd figure it must have something to do with that. Or he or he's deluded, or has has seen something that we haven't in this current setup of, of players. <laughs> but um, no, I'm sure we'll have some money. War Prowse is the War Prowse is, is is the big one. Is the absolute big one. One question I wanted to ask Chris was um, James Madison. Is it? I, I, he's picked up recently. Certainly goes and assists. If you're going to get, say he was going to get into the top four, top six, even is it? Is it imperative that he's playing well? Are, are you? Uh, does a lot of it come down to James Madison? How successful you are this season? No, I don't think any team relies on one player doing well. Um, and if, if they do, there's, there's something wrong with the other 10. I mean, you know, you could say Tillemans is more of an influence than, than, than Madison. thing with Madison was he got injured, and like I say, he came back, and he was kind of eased into the into the squad. He played, a, you know, 20 minutes and half an hour, then, you know, a full half. Uh, but it took him time to get back up to his match fitness. And... It's fine. It's put him in in the right position. If he's given that freedom to to, to go where, wherever he wants, he plays a lot better game. You know, and if you look at the games he's done well, he it, it has had that freedom to move around the pitch, go out on the right, come in from the left, and what have you. And that's important to his game, I think, because of the sort of player he is. Uh, but it's great that yeah, he's back on form, and thank God he is. And Tillemans is back as well. You know. Yeah. Madison fascinates me. He does. Madison really, really fa fascinates me because, um, uh, yeah, well, the number 10s in England in general. I mean, Smith Rowe, Grealish, produces so many number 10s. Uh, and Madison's yeah. one of those. I, I feel like he's a, he's a game changer for sure. If we're setting yeah. up, if Conte's setting up against Leicester, you'd be looking at him as one of the danger men. Uh, yeah, but you've got you've got you've got um you've got other weapons for sure, not just not just well. We've, we've got Tillemans, um, and how long he will be with us if we don't get. European football, I don't know. Um, you know, we've got Barnes, if he's on form, he, he, run, he runs at the defence. Uh, you've got Vardy and Daka, like I say, you know, they've just still got the speed. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've got goal. Goals have been spread about when they come. I mean, we got yeah. four against Newcastle and we didn't have Vardy on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just uh, the, the defence that you've got issues with, mainly because of yeah. the... Uh... We've got the players, we just haven't got the fit players. So, to be honest with you, these these cancellations, I'm not not crying into my soup over, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're very much in our, the same camp that's fans of me. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, Liverpool at this moment in time is going ahead. So, Chris, what would be your predictions for that, if you want to? I'm going to be honest with you. I just, no disrespect to you guys. I just can't see past Liverpool at the moment. Huh. That's know, no disrespect. That's just, uh, that's just yeah. pretty you know, sensible you look, you look stuff at them and that's it. And it's win, 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 win. Um, How but... much will we lose by? How much will we lose by? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it at your place or is it at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Obviously, Hotspur. like most teams, our home records better than our way. You might, uh, you might sneak a sneak a draw. <laughs> you, you could possibly sneak a draw, but my my head tells me Liverpool. Sorry, that's no, okay. And Tom, Tommy, I, I I expect you're going to be saying fairly something fairly similar, but I think. If we'd have had fit players and no COVID stops, I think Conte would have had a plan and we'd have had fit players to be able to carry that plan out, whether that plan works or not, I don't know. But being that Liverpool haven't had any cancellations, they're firing all cylinders fit and we, we're not. I, I I always think we'll win, so I think we'll, Conte would have a plan. But realistically, we're probably not going to win. But being that they're just... It is just the lack of yeah. games, isn't it? It's just the lack of games. We've got no, um, yeah. There's no, there's no real chemistry. We still don't really know how Conte wants to play with these uh, and what players he wants to fit into this system. So uh, it's, it's, it's gonna, it will be difficult. Usually, I, I'll never bet on Spurs losing. I never bet on Spurs and Spurs losing. So right. I could, I could actually see it being a draw. I could see it being a draw. But I got a funny feel. I got a funny feeling they will be. If I was a betting man, I'd say that yeah, Liverpool would probably beat us by two goals, something like that. Um, because okay, your Van Dyke's injured, but they uh, they invested at centre back in the, in the summer. Yeah. They got Konate there. Gomez is back fit. Matip is fit now. So they're, they're strong. They're strong back there. Um, you, they're, they're without a shadow of doubt favourites, and they're they're destroying teams like they were two years ago. Liverpool, even even very good teams. So um, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a difficult game, but it's always good. It's always a good game to watch. I suppose Liverpool. Yeah, well, I, I picked them for the league, Liverpool. I just thought the fans coming back would be a massive boost to them, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I think Conte, if it does go ahead, will be his team talk will literally be that. No one fancies you. Let's show them what you can do and what you're made of, and then see what kind of mentality they have when when they're questioned like that. But um, yeah, we pretty much reached the end. Uh, <laughs> not a huge amount to talk about, really, but uh, yeah, there still is. Um, but yeah, Chris, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, no problem. And uh, when we do play Leicester again, which whenever that will be uh, if you're free preview and the review which should both happen this time because uh, <laughs> we'll know about yes. the game but yeah more than welcome on and uh, Lester Till I Die your YouTuber channel that's in the description uh, but let, yeah. where, where can people find it uh, Lester, yeah, Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Uh, we do a lot of non-Lester stuff as well as all as all channels do. <laughs> we've, got, we've got time to fill now. There's no game, haven't we? <laughs> and um, Twitter, it's at Lester TID as as in the description below. Excellent. And uh, Tommy, Tommy Talks Ball TTB. Uh, where can people find that? As if people don't know whether you you're here every week, so they should know by now. But in case there's new people on here or people don't know, where can people find your channel? Yeah, as you can see at the bottom, that's my at. So that's my Twitter handle, Tommy Talks Ball. And uh, if you follow, if you haven't followed me, if you follow me on there, then you can find my YouTube channel from there. I just I do a lot of what um, Chris does. I does I, I do previews. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to start doing a few more watch alongs, I think. Uh, and I'm trying I'm trying to find things to do content wise right now. Might even go into <laughs> Spurs conspiracy theories, Spurs mysteries. You know, <laughs> yeah. you can do a tour, uh, do a tour around your trophy cabinet. Yeah, no, it, it won't take long. Ooh. That won't take long. Do, do another um, Spurs quiz. But you know what, Chris? I'm, you know, I'm impressed by that ever-growing, your ever-growing uh, Liverpool, uh, Le Leicester, Liverpool, Leicester back there. That Ranieri shirt is cracking. <laughs> the Ranieri shirt is cracking. Um, That's actually, that is actually signed by him. Is it actually? Oh, it's actually God. signed by him. It was the season after we uh, after we won it. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I am. It is growing, but I, my bank balance isn't liking it. <laughs> so. well, you can sell that. I'm sure you get a bit of a bit, bit of moolah for that Ranieri shirt with the. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. But um, yeah, no. Thanks for having me on, Chris, and make sure you like, subscribe to Chris, uh, and and hit his notification bell because you 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 release uh, you release every Monday and Friday, don't you? So um, yeah, yeah man, great yeah. to be a part of it again. Oh, no problem. Welcome on any time. Uh, same with you, Chris. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully. 
hopefully at some point in the next like three years i'll do a stream where we're talking about a game or reviewing a game uh, but yeah <laughs> uh, going ahead it does yeah, feel I, forever i, I hope this weekend's really game does. do get cancelled not just for a selfish spares but uh, point of view being that it's against liverpool but just safety and christmas coming up people want to spend time with their families and not risk going to football games and yeah. really the premier league need to have that level of kind of responsibility it's only two weeks there's no world cup at the end of this season so the season could be delayed a little bit yeah but yeah it remains to be seen what will happen with that but you know it'll be it'll be uh the referee will have the whistle in his mouth and then the game will be called off uh, that seems to be yeah. what's happening these days um but yeah uh, uh thanks to chris thanks to tommy uh thanks to you for watching hit the like hit the subscribe and notification bell then go into the description go to leicester till i die tv and tommy talks ball do the same there uh, i'll be back on monday what we're talking about i have no idea but it'll be something about spurs i'm sure uh, and until then come on you spurs come on you spurs come on leicester Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!